But when the king came in to look at the company, he saw a man there who had no wedding garment on. My friend, he said, how didst thou come to be here without a wedding garment? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today we celebrate a very significant Mass, a very interesting Mass. If you look at the the texts, specifically the Gospel, which I'm going to talk about. This is the Mass of the Feast of Reparation for Offenses Committed Against the Most Holy Sacrament. This Mass was composed in the 17th century in France in response to a number of incidents in which the Most Blessed Sacrament, the Eucharist, was profaned, was attacked in a most vicious way. In that time, Protestant soldiers, this is during the the, the wars of religion, Protestant soldiers came through and uh, seized Catholic churches and took the Most Blessed Sacrament from the tabernacles and trampled them in the dust and even fed them to horses. And so this Mass was composed in response to that. The notion of the Church being that this kind of outrage, this kind of insult to our Lord, calls for reparation on the part of the Church. In this monastery, we celebrate this Mass once a month for the continued offenses committed against the Blessed Sacrament. We hear about this kind of thing often. We've heard many times about incidents in Ireland and in other parts of the world in which the Blessed Sacrament is stolen, in which the Blessed Sacrament is found on the floor of churches, found inserted into the pages of hymnals and mass books, and things like this. So these things, we shouldn't think that these things are, are uh, only limited to that particular time in the 17th century. No, these things go on today. I'd like to focus just for a moment on the Gospel. The Gospel from St. Matthew speaks of a king who held a marriage feast for his son. Well, right away, we know that the King is God the Father, and His Son is our Lord Jesus Christ. And He sent out His servants, the prophets, with a summons to all those whom He had invited to the wedding, but they would not come. Then He sent other servants with a fresh summons, bidding them tell those who had been invited By this I have prepared my feast. The oxen have been killed and the fatlings. All is ready now. Come to the wedding. But they paid no heed and went off to other errands, one to his farm in the country and another to his trading. And the rest laid hands upon his servants and insulted and killed them. This is an image of those people to whom our Lord came through the prophets and who rejected him, either by indifference, they went away to other things, 
or even by slaying the prophets. Our Lord says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent to thee. So this is a reference to the Jewish people, a remnant of whom believed, but a great number of whom did not believe. And so the response of the king is to punish by death those who have done this and burn their city. And after this, he said to his servants, here is the marriage feast already, and those who have been invited have proved unworthy of it. They've rejected it. You must go out into the street corners and invite all whom you find there to the wedding. And his servants went out into the streets where they mustered all they could find, rogues and honest men together. And so the wedding had its full tale of guests. And so what did our Lord do? What did God the Father do? He said, the people to whom the the invitations have been sent, they rejected this, but we must have a feast. We must have guests. Go out then and find everyone you can. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad. As this translation says, rogue or honest. Bring them all in. Bring them all in to my feast. This is an image of the Gentiles. The Gentiles were those who were not called, whom the prophets did not call, but because of the rejection of God's own people, God said, these people must be brought in. They must be brought in. And now for the the part that I really want to comment on. So the wedding had its full tale of guests. The Gentiles came in. But when the king came in to look at the company, he saw a man there who had no wedding garment on. My friend, he said, how didst thou come to be here without a wedding garment? And he made no reply. Who is this man who came without the wedding garment? This is like going to a wedding in a t-shirt and sweatpants. This is a great insult. This is really not the thing to do. If anyone did that, the one who has called the feast would be extremely upset. My friend, how didst thou come to be here without a wedding garment? Spiritually, this refers to those who come to the Blessed Eucharist without preparing their souls, without clothing their souls in the virtues, without due preparation, without prayer, without having fasted, without having repented of their sins, without having gone to confession. These sorts of things are the things that the Gospel is referring to. Our Lord is not hurt by these things in the sense of his divinity or in the sense of his his safety. He's seated at the right hand of God. However, our Lord's heart is hurt by those who do this. When the Blessed Sacrament is profaned or received unworthily, it's not the body of Christ that suffers. The body of Christ is gloriously enthroned in heaven. 
What suffers is the heart of Christ through those servants of His who partake unworthily or who dare to commit outrages against the sacrament. Our Lord has come down very, very, very low. He's humbled Himself in the sacrament of His love. He offers it to everyone, to the good and the bad, as long as they are repentant, as long as they clothe themselves in the wedding garment of grace. But those who do not cause a kind of harm to the heart of God, because He offers Himself freely, He offers Himself to His friends, and they reject Him. They treat Him with disdain. They insult Him. That hurts the heart of God. Then the Gospel says, Whereupon the king said to his servants, Bind him hand and foot, and cast him out into the darkness, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What does this mean? I would say this is a reference to the apostles, the servants being the apostles, and the princes of the church, the bishops, the priests, the deacons, bind him hand and foot and cast him out into the darkness. Our Lord has entrusted the blessed sacrament to his servants, the bishops, the priests, and the deacons to guard, to guard. When a man is ordained in the Eastern Church, the bishop puts the Blessed Eucharist in his hand, and the bishop tells him solemnly, you are to guard this until the day of judgment. Guard the body of Christ. And so it is the job of the servants of the Church to make sure that the Blessed Sacrament is protected from profanation. Unfortunately, in our day, it seems as if many of the servants of God have not been doing their job, have not been doing their job. This is a great cause for, for sadness and for alarm that the Eucharist is given out to people and they're not told that they have to have their wedding garment on. They're not told that they have to be free of mortal sin. They're not told that what the Eucharist is. They don't know what it is. They haven't been catechized. And so our Lord says, cast him out. This seems rather harsh. But what it means is that in the Catholic Church, we don't give communion to everyone who happens to come up. You have to be Catholic. You have to be in a state of grace. You have to have prepared yourself. Those who have not done so ought not to receive. And so in a sense, this is the servants of God casting out those who have not worn the wedding garment to the feast. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This, the people who have not prepared themselves are cast out not because they're cast out like trash. They're cast out so that they may weep, so that they may repent of their sins, so that they may know that they're excluded 
from the feast by their sins, but that it is possible to repent. It is possible to get that wedding garment back. It is possible to come to the feast, but first there must be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Gnashing of teeth refers to being cold when you're chattering your teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth so that you're thrown out into the cold of the night. Sometimes that has to happen to a soul. That has to happen to a soul before he can repent. And so, this gospel is a very mysterious parable of the Blessed Sacrament, of what happens when the Blessed Sacrament is treated with indifference, treated with contempt, treated with carelessness. This is a big problem in our church today. And so, in celebrating this Mass, we pray, we supplicate God that the servants of God, the members of our Catholic Church, may come to a greater understanding and a full understanding of what this sacrament is. What this sacrament is. And we pray that the pastors of the church may, with greater care, protect this most holy of sacraments. In the name of the Father and of the Son.